Coming Out Black is an online community built to support and celebrate our First Nations mob in the LGBTQ community. We've developed this podcast to share our stories and we want you to join us for these conversations. As we begin, we want to acknowledge our traditional owners of the lands we're recording from. And we also want to extend that respect to our Indigenous brothers and sisters listening in, of course, our elders past, present and emerging, and our non-Indigenous allies. The language we'll use throughout this podcast will be words that we're comfortable with in ourselves and our community, but we acknowledge that this may not be the case for all listeners. We're here to share our voices as well as give light to others, so at no point in time are we ever trying to represent all Indigenous queer people. Well, without further ado, let's jump into Coming Out Black. Hey, my name is Courtney Hagen. I am a proud bachelor and gubby gubby woman from Queensland. I identify as a lesbian and I am super proud to be a co-host of Coming Out Black. I can't wait to see where these yarns will take us and I can't wait to hear the other stories that are yet to come from everyone in our community. Hi, my name's Matika. I'm a proud Wiradjuri and Kamilaroi woman originally from Wagga Wagga in regional New South Wales. Um, I'm so incredibly proud to be a co-host here on Coming Out Black and I'm excited as Courtney is to share our stories and hear yours. Um, you'll learn more about us on this journey, uh, but for now, let's just jump right in. Welcome to episode one of Coming Out Black. Today we're talking about coming out stories. So I think it's going to be a really real and raw episode. I'm feeling a little emotional about it already. I think, and I was saying this to you before, I think that um, sharing your coming out story is something that is extremely vulnerable and brave to do. And it's certainly a way that I in the past have created really strong bonds with other people within the queer community. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like one of those fundamental questions that you ask someone um, who is a part of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're trying to get to know someone or whatever, it seems to be kind of like, yeah, like, are you out? And how did you come out? How did that go for you? Because I feel it's something quite unique in this community that we can all really relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I guess... Do you you want to go first? Yeah, like, what's your coming out story? My Okay, yeah. So... Um, my coming out story, I mean, it was a journey and I, as, as it is a journey for everyone and, and I'll preface this by saying preface or as I'm saying, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I'll preface that by saying that I am very lucky and I have a fairly positive experience with coming out, particularly to those that I love. And I know straight up that not everyone in Australia or, and of course the world has that experience. And so I recognize the privilege and that of being able to have a family who was really supportive. So my first um, kiss, my first, you know, everything was with my best friend because hi, I'm a lesbian and that's a stereotype. <laughs> um, we'll have to talk about stereotypes another time. So I think I was like mm, 13 or something, 13, 14. Wow. And I was dating my best friend and we were in love and we were going to get married and it was going to be incredible. I should probably mention, and I don't know if this is important to the story, but my first girlfriend, who for the purposes of this story and my coming out experience, I will refer to as my girlfriend and as a she. However, since then in their journey, they've now transitioned. And so I absolutely respect and value um, he is a strong Aboriginal man. um, But for the purposes of my story at the time, this person identified as a woman. So just making sure that's out there. So um, we dated for, I don't know, maybe like a year and a half, two years, I think it was. And we had um, a really dramatic 
um, unfortunate breakup. It became a really toxic relationship. It became a really unhealthy relationship, particularly for people so young. Mm. Um, and so it was a relatively public breakup. And prior to that, I was, of course, closeted. So I hadn't gone to school for a few days. And my nan, who was an absolute wonder woman, she's the most incredible person in my life. And I think a lot of Indigenous grandmothers are like the matriarch of the family. Um, so she comes into my room and she's just like, hey, what's up? what's going on? You're not going to school. And I think she knew, of course, um, she walked in. I just burst out crying. I just absolutely started crying. Cause in my head, I was like, this is going to, this is going to impact my whole life. Like, I don't know if I was ready to accept this about myself yet in that previous relationship. I was always getting shit for like, why aren't you out? Why aren't you out? I didn't know if I was a lesbian at the time either. I was like, maybe I'm bi, maybe I'm this. I think the queer experience of figuring out what the hell you are can be really difficult for some people. And for me, it was like, I don't, understand yet because I had no education about that community um so I cried to my nan and I'm like I don't want to go to school because I broke up with I don't know if I should use the person's name I'm not going to because it's of course their dead name and I want to respect that let's call them like Jane um Jane and I broke up and it's been really dramatic and I don't want to go to school and so she looks at me and she says um who are you and I said Matika Jane Little I mean this is a thing that we did all the time whenever I was upset and she said, and what are you? And I said, a strong Aboriginal woman, which was the correct answer. And every single time I had a challenge in my life, she made me repeat that and remind myself who I was. Um, and I guess that was her way of saying, like, look, it's, everything's going to be OK. You are strong. You are powerful. You have generations of ancestors behind you. This challenge you will overcome. Um, so there's a whole drama. You know, I had to go um, to court and everything. And I mean, maybe we'll talk about some really unhealthy relationship <laughs> structures later. Um, wow. Yes. I mean, like, look, if I'm going to tell everyone this is going to be a real episode, I was in a domestic violence relationship at that age and we had to go to court and I had to get an AVO on this person. Um, So my family was really supportive throughout that whole time. Um, They came to court with me as like a 14 year old, which is a really scary thing to do. Um, And everyone at school knew and everyone was bullying me and it was a really difficult time. And so Mm -hmm. after that sort of, I guess, blew over, everyone around me sort of assumed that it was just her. Like everyone just assumed, oh yeah, you were in a lesbian relationship, but it was just with that person and you're straight otherwise, aren't you? Mm. And so my confused little 14 year old brain was like, um, yeah, sure. (laughs) And so for the next four years continued my life as if I were a straight person, even though looking back now, I was absolutely certain that that's not what I wanted for myself and that's not who I was but I was afraid and I let other people tell me sort of who I was meant to be and I mean they didn't know either there's not a lot of gay people in Wagga Wagga not that I knew of anyway Mm. but I had wonderful boyfriends I loved them all (laughs) they're about like two months each and they were always the lovely boys because they didn't care that I didn't want to be like intimate and all those sorts Mm. of things they were just like sweet lovely boys and I am like kind of friends with most of them now which is nice um so fast forward first year uni 21 ready in the world I've moved to Sydney I'm studying journalism and I get back with Jane and I guess like there's a fling happening we're back together I'm like she's changed everything's amazing now spoiler alert (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) so we're not breaking up again but during that um I don't know maybe it was a few months or something during that time I was kind of getting shit again for like not being out and like, what are you? Why don't you know what you are? And I was like, why don't I know what I am? Oh my God. Um, So over that period, I sort of came to a place where I was like, yeah, I understand who I am now. I remember standing in front of the mirror 
um, in my little studio apartment at uni on campus and looking at myself and going, Matika, you are a lesbian. <laughs> and I, again, cried. Yeah. A bit, which yeah. is so weird to think about because I'm so incredibly proud yeah. of my identity now. And then I picked up the phone. I called my mum. She had me on loudspeaker with my nan and my pop, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, do you remember when I met, dated Jane? She was like, yes. And I was like, well... I don't ever want to be with a guy again. Like, I just don't want that. And she's like, okay, um, do you want to talk about this when you come home? And I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I just want this to be out in the open. Because I think by the time I was finally ready to be out, I was so com- confident and comfortable in myself. It didn't matter what anyone else thought. Um, at the time, anyway, in, in the mindset I was in. Yeah. And I guess everyone else just sort of found out where they were. From that moment on, I just started living my life as myself and not hiding anything and you know, met a new girl and had, had photos of us on the on Instagram and stuff. Sorry, I just hiccuped everyone. <laughs> uh, and it was fine. And, and my whole family was just really loving and supportive. And as I continued to see them, they were like, you know, we want to meet your partner, all these sorts of things. And I am so incredibly lucky. And, you know, little 13, 14-year-old me who was worried that her family would care, um, she was very wrong and I feel really lucky. So thank you so much. If anyone from my family is listening, I love you all dearly. They've just been the most supportive people. They've welcomed partners into their life. Last year in 2019, my hometown of Wagga Wagga had our first Mardi Gras ever. Wow. Um, which was really incredible. First. Yeah. That's unreal. It was fantastic. And I organized the First Nations float along with a few other people and went in there and every single person from my family, I mean, not every single, we're an Aboriginal family, we're a big family. <laughs> um, like my nan, my pop, my two aunties, my three little siblings all came in and marched in the parade with me. Oh, wow. And it was incredible. Like they made signs. My nan was oh. driving around to like the doctors to tell everyone that they should come in the parade. Oh. Um, I feel really, really thankful. So I have a really positive experience and I'm, I'm super happy for that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That must have been... Well, it sounds like it's been quite a um, a roller coaster, but you've come yeah. out the other end. Yeah, that was a long story. Sorry, everyone. No, <laughs> no um, yeah, that sounds like really amazing. And sometimes, um, yeah, I guess like you were saying, that like, that fear of them rejecting that mm. and stuff was probably the reason why it took you so long. But I think Absolutely. at the same time, you know, sexuality is a spectrum, and yep. you know, as human beings, we like to put everyone in a little box and label them so everything makes sense in the world, but. Um, you know, I think it's a spectrum that's constantly changing and yeah, like I think that, that pressure of not knowing exactly what you are sometimes is really hard for people and other times people, people want to identify with something so they can fit into something and identify with it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, a really interesting um, concept, isn't it? I think labels can really serve us, Mm. but they can also shut us down. Like I remember when I was trying to figure it out, there were two lesbians at my school and both of them just happened to be um what you they would describe as butch lesbians i mean they said they said that that's how they described themselves and i was really feminine and i didn't want to dress like that because i liked the way i looked yeah and i was like if that's what a lesbian is that and ellen like i don't look like either (laughs) of them um and i guess that comes back to what we're constantly talking about is the diversity and representation because while labels can be fantastic they can also make us think okay i can only be this or that yeah and when you're a multiple minority australian you get to be this and that, and that's fantastic. Yeah, it's very true. Did you always know that you were a lesbian? Well, I think I always knew deep down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably given the way that um, there was kind of no one in my family that I knew of that was part of the LGBT community, I felt very abnormal to even consider that possibility. So mm-hmm. I kind of had a lot of self-hate for that. And, mm-hmm. like, I didn't even let myself 
even think about it until I was a little bit older and I remember you know when you're in high school and you go to high school parties and yeah. you play spin the bottle and girls make out with each other and stuff I just completely avoid I've never played spin the bottle was really? I not cool I think I was a loser in nah. high school <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> no but like you know that was just kind of what my friends did and yeah I remember when, I, when we'd be playing that and things I was just like oh dear god I don't want to kiss any of my friends oh. I don't want to do that because like what if I like it what if they that's scary they know that I like it you know what if yeah so I remember just kind of like dating guys and but like you know I'm at home and I'll watch something like um what was it like the l word or pretty little eyes or something like that and just kind of identify more with anyone that's on those shows that are part of the lgbtq community and um yeah I remember (laughs) high school was funny I think I dated a guy for like three days well, I was in high school. That was the most extensive uh, relationship Wowzers. with a man until I was um, out of school. But I've been in, like, two reasonably long-term relationships with, with guys, and I love them as well. But we were more kind of like best friends. Mm. And I remember um, whilst in them I was just thinking, you know, there's there's got to be more to this. Like, this is great and all, and but I feel like I'm just doing this because I have to. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I remember – being in a, a long distance relationship with a guy and it coming to an end and me just being like, Oh, thank God. Wow. And now I'm ready to just explore this side of myself and How old were you then? Twenty. Okay. Yep. Nineteen, twenty. So a little bit later to the um later to the to the show. The game. Yeah. <laughs> Still early days, I guess, to me as well. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I remember I think I downloaded Tinder or something like that mm-hmm. and um had talked to this girl and we met up um somewhere and and she kissed me that night and I just remember like fireworks oh my god like, I was just like this makes so much sense and I think um there was a moment in time where we were on this date and she kind of walked off to either go to her car or grab something I just had this little moment within myself and I got a little bit teary and I was just mm. like oh man like I can't believe I waited this long at the same time as oh, man, I'm definitely gay. Like, I'm definitely a lesbian. And I was kind of laughing when you said that before, but that was my moment. I didn't get to look at myself, but I was yeah. like, fuck. Like, this is it. Like, you were it. almost, it's felt to me like a secret I had been keeping from myself. Because I look back That's and I'm it. like, of course I always knew this. Yeah, and it felt like relief, but it, I also felt scared because I was like, how the fuck am I going to tell my parents? Yeah. Or my mom, anyway, or, you know, my teammates aren't going to love this, but... That was just because of what I thought yeah. was the environment that, you know, is normal for them anyway. So, yeah, and I sort of saw this girl on and off for a couple of weeks and we sort of had friends in common and stuff, which was great. And, yeah, the more we saw each other, I was just, like, falling hard because typical, uh, yeah, know, lesbian fashion. <laughs> um, you know, you just connect and feelings get intense. And, um, yeah, and I remember I was growing closer with one of my best mates who I've known for over a decade now and he's um, quite a flamboyant guy. He's just fantastic and he's um, he's gay and he's just beautiful. Being friends with him and him being really comfortable himself, he just came out to his parents. That really helped me feel more confident in who I am and being able to share that part of myself with someone and my friends sort of really gave me a bit of, um, I suppose, yeah, confidence and safety to be a part of that community. And um, yeah, so when it got to this point, point in, the, in my whole coming out story, I still haven't came out to my parents or anyone in my sort of close uh, community. And 
I decided one day that I was going to. Um, I was sort of in the midst of disagreements with different people in my family about the friends that I was with and the company that I was keeping. And unfortunately, in a in the midst of a fight, I came out to my family. And unfortunately, it, it didn't go well for me um, in, in many ways, despite my family being super supportive in so many avenues of my life and still to this day super super supportive even now but at that point in time it um it really didn't go well and due to that um there was quite a relationship breakdown between me and the girl that I was seeing at the time which really hurt and the I guess the problems that sort of flow from taking making that decision to to come out kind of involved some of the closest people in my life at the time just had such adverse reactions and I don't think it was necessarily something that was given a lot of thought before um, actions were taken but at that point in time I was disowned by some people in my close circles I had friends who got really weird about it um, who like some of them I'm just not even really that close with anymore and obviously I I kind of came to that decision that that was their own issue Um, and it wasn't like I was I came out and started hitting on them or anything. It was just more so like I shared that part of myself and for them it really wasn't something that they necessarily agreed with or thought was cool, which is which is really odd to think of, you know, in 2014. Such a shame, yeah. Yeah, 2014 and 15 that you think we've moved forward as a society but sometimes people just have a fear of the unknown. But, yeah, well, I'm sure you probably had a similar, um, some similar experiences but... Mm. Um, being in a small town of Wagga. But, yeah. yeah. Girl, you should have said when I went to an all-girls boarding school, don't even get me started. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, that was the thing. It was I sort of I selected a select few people um, who I was close with to find out because I think even I wasn't ready to talk to my teammates about it or um, unfortunately some of my best, best friends at the time I didn't say anything because I was worried about what they would have thought of me. But those that I did, um there were some that were incredible and like I said some were yeah pretty disappointing in some ways but that's just how life is I think but yeah so amidst the the high emotions of the way that I came out um I had to move out of my house purely for for mental health reasons it became not necessarily an unsafe environment but more so a a place where I didn't feel that I was kind of accepted for who I was at that time and um I think I was really lucky to have a support system around me that was in the shape of my best friend and his family and a lot of my other friends who, you know, um, you know, gave me a cash to sleep on my nickname um, for a little while was Homeless Hagen mm. because, like, I wasn't, I was never homeless. I was never homeless, but um, I was sort of couch surfing for a little while there. And um, and that's like a an aspect of homelessness like you you don't have a home of your own to go to and so you're sleeping on other people's couches and I'm there are are so many queer people who experience either homelessness in terms of on the street or homelessness in that they have to stay with other people or chosen family yeah definitely and that was that was kind of what it was it was sort of like a chosen family I think I knew at the end of the day I could have gone back and I would have been welcomed with open arms to stay there it was just more so a choice that I was making and I I yeah you know understandably so I was really angry at um the way that myself in like an aspect of myself was rejected in that moment and 
and that's okay yeah. um, for what it was. I think obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing. And if I knew that everything would be okay, like it is now, um, I wouldn't have done that. But I think that's just one of those things that, you know, if you could go back and talk to your 18 year old self or 19 year old self, you probably, you probably told them a lot more than, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot more to stop doing silly things uh, a lot earlier. Um, hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I suppose it, it definitely is quite difficult and um mentally for me it was the it was probably something that i it took a really long time for me to 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 work through i think even to to react to it 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 took me a long time i found myself really depressed um and really anxious i didn't want anyone to to know anything about me it took me a really long time to open up properly to some people around me because i lost that out like that sort of element of trust because people that I've trusted with everything rejected something mm. so not not important but in the grand scheme of like who I am as a whole person but it is important it's you you know yeah that's right like mm-hmm. out of all the things that make me me I don't think my sexual preference is something that really gives a great overall picture of who I am it's just what I like and I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this before sexuality is a spectrum and you can sort of you know, be on it any end that you want. And like, it changes like daily for some people, which is awesome. And yeah, like, I think I found being my, my full and true self was something I really struggled to even come to terms with for, for me. And then obviously when you finally feel brave enough to, to tell the people that you love, um, whether they're friends or family or whoever, and they reject that, it sort of makes you not trust yourself and when you can't trust yourself, you feel like you, you're really out of control and you can't make decisions without um, second guessing them. So I think I went through a large period where I was really anxious and clinically depressed. And it got to a point where I just felt so rejected and so ashamed of who I was that I nearly ended my life more than once. And yeah. if it wasn't for the selected sort of family that I had um and if it wasn't for my close group of friends that really put in the work to look after me when I couldn't um yeah I wouldn't be here today but obviously I think there's a there's a a sort of notion that I have from this whole experience is that you you know people say live your life with no regrets and I think it's okay that to actually have regrets I, I regret many aspects of it and I think people in my life that were a part of what happened deeply regretted as well and this has been like conversations we've had later on in life because it's taken maybe yeah four or five years now for kind of all the dust to settle which is quite a long time but yeah um, I think you'll even find um, sometimes you'll find yourself in a situation you're at a barbecue and someone asks you oh do you have a boyfriend or do you have a girlfriend and then you just like Mm -hmm. kind of freeze and you're like like should I tell them what if they react poorly um, absolutely which is kind of unreal given it's 2020 and you know we've legalized marriage now and all that sort of stuff like I'm not sure if you sort of feel like sometimes you have to have an internal debate before you decide whether to tell someone about your sexuality or not but that's something that happens to me but I think it's quite common isn't it yeah I mean I, I think so I yeah I've gotten myself into a chapter of my life where my queerness is something that is so celebrated within me and I have surrounded myself with a select few people who I know are really supportive of me and are also loud uh, and proud of, of their queerness. I almost sometimes try to go through life assuming everyone else is gay <laughs> which yeah. is a lovely world to live in um, and then like they can tell me if they are, are straight rather than I always have to tell someone else that I actually am gay 
sometimes I try and build my own world of like, oh, I'm just assuming you're queer somehow, right? And if you're straight, you can let me know. Uh, but definitely, you know, through tra traveling and uh, going to places, you know, maybe a bar that I haven't been to before or an area of Sydney that I haven't been to before, I'll, I'll do the quick safety check of like, should I be as loud and gay as I usually am here or should I calm it down a little bit? But absolutely, yeah, definitely. I think it's an experience a lot of people have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I guess it's a, it's a journey, like, like you said, like, I think everyone's stories are journeys and, um, sometimes it's necessarily not safe for people yep. to come out, mm -hmm. but I think the, the key and probably my story and that why I wanted to share it, um, is the fact that it does get better. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it's actually not really necessarily about how people around you react or if, yeah. even if it goes poorly or even if it goes well, it's kind of about how you feel within yourself mm -hmm. and how you see yourself despite, um, you know, whatever else has happened or whoever's around you, because at the end of the day, you're, you and the way that you see yourself is how others will see you. And if you love who you are and you love yourself, no matter what you do or how you do it, I think um, other people who genuinely love you will, won't care. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so happy that it, you're in such a better place now and the people in your family are in such a better place now and I know there's probably ups and downs and lots of different people's queer journeys and coming out journeys but I'm so happy that you're in such a better place now and you can share your story with other people who maybe have something similar happening now or have had something similar in their past as well. Yeah absolutely and if you could talk to yourself at you know at the age where you decided that you were ready to come out do you think, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Um, good question. I think the best bit of it, well, you know, I'm probably, I'm probably going to finish recording and I'm going to think of something so wise and so great. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I should have said that. Uh, but at the moment, um, I'd probably say that the parts of yourself that you're afraid of or scared that people won't accept will one day be the aspects of yourself that you are um, most proud of and are parts of your identity that, you feel make you shine and so in time you know work towards loving those parts that you're afraid of or you're unsure of at the moment yeah that's really cool what about you what would your advice be if I could give myself advice or anyone that's sort of in a space where they think coming out might not go too well um I think have a plan mm -hmm. and maybe ensure that you have a lot of support around you mm -hmm. and kind of work out who who are the real ones you know like who are your friends that are your like and it's cliche to say it, but you're right or die friends and people who are who genuinely love you and and lean on them not necessarily put all your problems on them or anything like that but any good friend would take these things on just like I feel like a lot of people would for their friends also I think it's it's also important to know that sometimes it's okay not to come out yep um if you feel like you're not in a safe place I don't think it matters um, as long as you're happy and you're safe in what you're doing and um, eventually you will find a time or a period or a reason to come out and you will yeah. but for now you know sit tight and don't beat yourself up about it either I think it, that's the important thing too is there's nothing wrong with how you feel um, yeah. that this yeah I think we've done a really good job as a society to remove the stigma of um, what was perceived as abnormal mm -hmm. in any context but in regards to sexuality I think you know now we have legalized marriage in Australia for whoever that's definitely helped quite yeah, a bit I agree but we still got a long long way to go and a long way and journey within ourselves so so it's important to reach out to um organizations like organizations like Black Rainbow and yeah. Headspace and um obviously 
Mateka and I, we've now created this online community. And I really hope that you guys that are listening and who are part of our, you know, Instagram um, following and things that you guys are, are there for each other, yeah. just like we are for you guys as well. So don't be afraid to, you know, shoot us an email or, or a DM and say, hey, like, this is where I'm at. Um, and if you need any support, like, that's that's what we're here for. And that's what this community is all about. Um. Well, I guess we're, we're coming to the end of the episode now. Thanks so much for being so vulnerable this episode. And thank you in advance, anyone who's going to send in either an audio recording or email us with your coming out story. We really appreciate that. And we're very excited to share parts of your story. Um, do you want to close us out for the day, Cole? Um, Yeah, well, thanks for everyone for listening and give us a follow on Instagram. Please share um, the podcast. Absolutely. And yeah, if you want to hear about any specific topics or want our opinions or advice or anything yeah feel free to, to email us or hit us up and uh, slide into our dms and again our email address is coming out black b-l-a-k mm-hmm. at gmail.com and instagram coming out black b-l-a-k <laughs> all right bye guys see you next week <laughs>